When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up? We are back with another edition of DNVR Rams Late Night presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Justin Michael, I've got D-Line with me. We're talking about a Rams W. 13 and a half point underdogs. Nobody's giving them a chance. They're going on the road to the supposed best team in the MAC. Completely shut them down. 22-6 victory for CSU. Hold them to 28 rushing yards on 14 attempts. I mean, it doesn't get better than this. 10 tackles for loss, 6 sacks. I'm loving it. The offense was ugly, but you want to know what? You don't apologize for a W. Eric, how are the vibes feeling right now? Oh, the vibes? Dude, the vibes. The vibes are off the chart, my man. I uh, I forgot we were allowed to enjoy wins from the Colorado State football team Rams. I thought that was like a thing of the past. It was a vestige of my youth. I thought it was a throwback that we would never visit again, and yet here I am. Look at me, beaming from ear to ear. <laughs> Nicholas Toffelmeyer in the chats. He's got it right. Positive vibes only. Let's go. I mean, look, guys, I understand that there's going to be some some points of criticism in this one. The, the passing offense, it was non-existent. Mm-hmm. There were so many opportunities that Toledo had to get in this game. They shot themselves in the foot repeatedly with penalties. They couldn't convert on fourth down. Just a lot of weird stuff happened in this one. But at the end of the day, I think this was the way CSU always had to win. I wrote in my preview... A shootout's not going to favor CSU. They're not a team that is going to beat you 50 to 41. They needed a grind it out. They needed an ugly win. And that's what they got. And at the end of the day, like, how much better do we feel than the Buffs fans right now? You know what? They got shut out at home by Minnesota. Their offense is inept too. 
But you want to know what? We're feeling good. Victory mood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like... Got to get the CU shots in while we can. I there's not going to be a lot of opportunities. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not ready to go there. But uh, I just exactly like we always talk about this. Whenever the Rams come up, we always talk about how the it, it's. It was always strange to me the new persona that the Rams took on the last like five years, ten years, where they became wide receiver you that they were like a high scoring offense that they would be. Uh, they had good quarterback play. I mean, like. Of course, you want good quarterback play, but like that was never necessarily the hallmark of the CSU teams that I fell in love with and I watched when I actually went there. I mean, they were always just like big, beefy, corn-fed linemen with big, lunky white guy running backs that would just, you know, just run up the field and 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 would win in a way that you know was physical and dominating. And after the first week watching CSU play, I was I was just like, man, this defense is terrible. Like they're terrible and. Today they were great. Like I don't I, college football. They were really well. good last week too. To be fair, I mean that that first showing was rough. They gave up seven point one yards a carry. They got completely outmatched by an FCS team. They looked completely physically overwhelmed, and that was obviously <laughs> extremely concerning because all off season, you know, I'm like they have so many veterans coming back in this defensive front seven. They're going to be effective against the run. We knew the secondary was going to be suspect. The depth has always been a question. The secondary did enough today. You know, I mean, they did get called for one pass interference, Marshawn Cameron. He was out there playing injured, trying to gut it out. So I'm not going to bash on him. Overall, they did what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And this defensive front seven, they just took over. We'll talk about some of the individuals later down the line. But I mean, like Daquan Jackson, Mike linebacker for CSU. This dude was everywhere tonight. The defensive line's out making plays. This is This is how CSU is going to have to win this year. I mean, I think there is enough talent on this roster for the Rams to be competitive on a weekly basis. And we've seen that the last two weeks, whether, you know, Vanderbilt is a good team or not. They're not, they are a power (laughs) five opponent and they have at least comparable talent to some of the teams that CSU is going to face this year. And, you know, New Mexico, Hawaii, Utah state to a degree, although that game looks a little bit more challenging because their offense is a hell of a lot more explosive than I was expecting. But at the end of the day, like I said, a win is a win. And if you're, if you're on this, you know, DNVR Rams late night, hoping that I'm going to nitpick every little thing that went wrong. I just got bad news for you. I'm good. Sports are supposed to be fun, right? Like we already said very clearly, this is good vibes only. You can, you have all the rest of the week to nitpick all you want. You can talk about uh, the completion percentage of Todd said (laughs) tomorrow. You don't have to worry about that right now. Uh, You can talk about uh, every other receiver that is not uh, named McBride. and we can do that tomorrow, but today, Hypecast, baby. Trey McBride, greatest tight end of, all, of my life. Uh, the CSU defensive front, somehow stout, like surprisingly stout. Um, I, I just, I, I really didn't see this coming. I mean, I, I think I was like you. I was sort of watching this game through my fingers, like just waiting for the uh, – for the other uh, golden boot to drop, but it just never did. Like they just held on. Um, it really seemed like in the second half that uh, Toledo had figured something out. They started taking deep shots down the field and connecting, but then they just couldn't do anything with it over and over and over. It was, it was remarkable. So you're, you're right. No nitpicks, hype cast only. Let's go. I'm glad you brought that up because, and I'll get to this when we get to the turning point, because I do think there was a moment in this second half where the game kind of flipped and you felt the air go out of Toledo's sails. 
you felt the defense get their their second win back. Um, I, real quickly, though, I do want to shout out Chevalier Mortgage because I'm too hyped and I don't want to forget <laughs> to acknowledge our presenting sponsors. Guys, the defensive line was as reliable as it gets. And if you want reliable coverage when it comes oh, to your mortgage nice. brokers, you have to hit up my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They're going to take the burden off of this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress and they're going to take some of that worry off your plate. Beyond that, they're proud CSU alums. They're DNVR members. They're our kind of people. And you know they're having a good tonight and they want to do what it takes to help you get the best loan for your situation. If you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. We've got some really awesome shirts that have come out recently. Shout out these NLI deals. We'll talk about that as well. You can get a DNVR hat like me and Eric. We're looking fresh. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. And again, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or a hat of your choice. You're also going to get set up with a free consultation. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. I don't want to toot my own horn here, but that oh, transition boy. was mwah, chef's what? kiss. <laughs> I talk about even the uh, the transitions are hypecast. This is full hypecast. And just if I if I may, as an old person here on the show today, as you read about uh, mortgages, and we're probably talking to people that are in college, just shortly outside of college, and you feel like you hear numbers that sound like uh, like unattainable in life. You hear like threes with a lot of zeros underneath to buy a home. Just call like it, it does. It's not as unattainable as you think. And like really the, the whole thing is to just get into the game of housing, like just get a house, whatever house it is. Then as the prices rise, the price of your house also rises. You just have to get in the game. So just give them a call. It's, it's probably not as unattainable as you believe. Well, Eric is putting it perfectly and we've got proof in the comments. Scott Parker, uh, Scott oh, Carpenter, excuse me. Scott Carpenter. Our guy, dude. He bought a condo off Prospect with Mike Chevalier's help. He himself, he couldn't have done it without them. He's legit. If you're not He's listening to me, listen to Scott Carpenter. I mean, the, the people will give you the honest truth. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Or listen to me, an old person. <laughs> Quote, unquote, you're, you're not that old, Eric. I mean, you still listen to hip hop. You got cool fashion. You're out uh, rocking cool Jordans and Nikes. The only thing, the only thing that counts against your argument is my chronological actual age. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah you're right. I, I, I'm young at heart. I'm young at heart. <laughs> well, let's talk about the turning point in this game. Let's go. Not a lot went, went well. Ugh, not a lot went well. That was a tongue twister for this CSU offense. They did run the ball pretty effectively, but obviously they were facing a lot of stacked fronts because, I mean, they kind of realized outside of Trey McBride, who had 109 of the 110 receiving yards <laughs> recorded by CSU tonight, there wasn't a whole lot going offensively. <laughs> But Thomas Panunzio, and if we can cue up the tweet here from CSU football, uh, we have a video of it, I believe, of Thomas Panunzio on the kickoff return. This is when the entire game flipped for CSU. It's late in the third quarter. Give us full You're screen. Ex- yeah, here. Can got, we go full screen? full screen, baby. Let's there go. There we go. They give him a little bit of yards. Nice little cut here, right? And from there, you're thinking, oh, man, he might have a shot. And he just takes it on the outside to the house, no blocks in the back. I don't know about you, but anytime there's an exciting return, oh. I just assume it's going back for a flag. A million. This completely changed the game. 
Yes, it did. And in this game specifically, where every single big, exciting play was then marred by a flag up until that point. Like, there That's was a great a point. Two offensive touchdowns already yes. taken off the board at <laughs> this point of the game. For each, there were, there were big passing plays that were all called back. Every time that there was a big play, you had to check the, the field for laundry. There was always a flag. My favorite part about this is like, first off, I didn't even know that I should even be gearing up to expect any kind of run back. At first, it looked like he was going to run into his own guy. Uh, to start off with. and then, You're right. It started so kind of lackadaisically. Like, so yeah, we'll see lucky. what he does here. Yeah. Let's, let's and he's it. not even like running fast at the beginning, but that's that's where patience is a virtue. You know, I think he was waiting for his downfield blocking to develop. He's kind of taken the scene Whoa. in <laughs> and he makes a play. I mean, Kevin Lytle of the Fort Collins, Colorado, and he wrote an article on Thomas Panunzio calling him the Dion Sanders of CSU football. And obviously that's hyperbole, <laughs> but I mean, Thomas is a guy that, that does everything for CSU is a former walk-on from Pueblo started at defensive back. They moved him to wide receiver, got moved back to defensive back because the depth was such a question mark. These are the type of guys that you love to root for. He's a great dude. He made plays when he, you know, his number was called and he's just a dude that's always done the little things. He's been a grinder, like as a gunner, he actually had a chance to return a punt for a touchdown last year and got tackled by the San Diego state punter. So redemption, I mean, it, it doesn't oh. get any better than this. A former walk-on, a local kid making the biggest play on national television. A terrible broadcast. We'll get into that in a second. But <laughs> Thomas Panunzio, you are the DraftKings king of the game as well. Oh, no, actually not. I, hey, what are you I, doing? I, I, That's not even real. <laughs> well, the DraftKings king of the game is real, but I, I'm no, going to give that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm going to give it to Caden Camper, which we can dive into in, in a little bit because y- you can't help but feel good for a kicker that goes for five for five after just a brutal start. But Thomas Panunzio, that is Nicholas Toffelmeyer's guy. Longtime follower of Daily Adam Thistlewood. I don't know if you know about that Instagram account, but they post the same picture of Adam Thistlewood every single day and they will do so until we reach the NCAA tournament. And I respect the dedication because that's what it takes as a CSU fan, right? It takes patience. And when the good moments come, man, do they feel good. It's so true. It takes patience. It takes a weird novelty Twitter account that definitely uses scheduled tweets. There's no way they have the dedication to manually upload that every day. All the same, I appreciate novelty. And I like to think of myself as the Deion Sanders of this specific post-game <laughs> show. You're primetime, baby. I think that <laughs> yeah. is I think that is completely accurate. Yeah. But I wanted to ask All you, and I'm putting <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that makes me by the guy that that planned and prepped and, and carries the show on a daily basis, but you want to know good teammates, they hype up their teammates. <laughs> um, I'm putting you on the spot here. Is there anything more exciting in sports than like a punt return for a touchdown? Maybe, I mean like a walk-off home run or something, obviously, but in terms of just a play in the middle of a game, maybe a pick six. Yeah. I mean, anything that's like really unexpected is usually the most exciting, the most like things that are unexpected and, and with the highest level of return, like, this, I didn't even, like I was saying, like I, I didn't even ha- have the wherewithal to get hyped about that. I was just like, what, what, what? And then he was just in the end zone. I'm like, well, what the hell just happened? Like, that's, did we score a touchdown? And then exactly like you're saying, then I was like, clearly that's going to get called back. And then it didn't. And then I was already past the point of hype. And then I was just into satisfaction. So um, it was amazing. And somehow it was the only touchdown scored this day. So you know, looking back on that, it was even sweeter in uh, retrospect, but um, 
Yeah, for me, like the most exciting thing is like, uh, you know, it's like trying a three-pointer to win a basketball game. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. A buzzer beater, like as the crowd storms. I mean, especially yeah, in college is. basketball where you get that, like that's that's pretty tough to beat. Eric, did you know that this is a Toledo team that up until a, about a minute 15 in, in their game last week was on the road beating a top 10 Notre Dame team? What the hell is college football? What is this sport? Like, I don't understand. Yes, I, I that was made uh, known to me throughout this game um, that they hung tough with Notre Dame, which I didn't even, that wasn't even on my radar because I was just so in the depths of despair with the CSU team after these first two weeks that I, you know, I'd stopped even like scouting. I was like, well, I'm just going to take my punishment. I'm not going to hype myself up too much. I'm going to show up cold and just see how this goes. Uh, but then as, after I found that out, I was just, again, I was like, what, what, what is this sport of college football? How, how are we going to lose to an FBS team? And then we're going to not only beat, but like absolutely handedly dominate this team from Toledo that almost beat Notre Dame. Like, what, I don't know. Eight, that one plus two equals 10 all the time in college football. So by transitive property, CSU could hang with Notre Dame, right? They could beat Notre Dame. They, they could we, beat we, Notre Dame. Let's <laughs> take them on. Let's go there. <laughs> I'm not scared of anyone. I'm ready to take on the world. As long as it's not an FBS champion team. I don't want any part of that ever again. Yeah, never schedule the FCS again unless it's Greeley. That's that's my only rule. I can get behind that. Support a local school. Um We've got some great comments here. Thank you to everybody that's active in the chat. It was awesome to see a pop-in DNVR Rams community. Um, I'm sorry we weren't able to do the DNVR Rams watch party today. I was woke up feeling ill, as did Lindsay. We didn't want to get anybody sick. It just it didn't feel like the right move. I mean, it is a pandemic after all. I'm fully vaxxed and all that. But I feel like as a society, we've reached a point where it is acceptable to say, I'm sick. I don't want to spread this around to people. Yeah, that's actually... Yeah, you're right. You're right. You actually... You actually won by not by just doing the right thing. Look at you, Justin. It's nothing but dubs today for you. Well, we had to sacrifice the Rams watch party so that we could all enjoy in a Rams victory. And it is unfortunate that we didn't get to come together as a community, but it just means we're going to have to do it again down the line. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's all that means. <laughs> we got a comment from Joseph Stasi. CSU beat Toledo by 16. Notre Dame only beat Toledo by three. So CSU is 5.33 times better than the Irish. That's science. We were just talking about acknowledging science. You can't go to a watch party if you're sick. That's science also. CSU is 5.33 times better than the Irish. Science matters on this podcast. We are not science deniers here at DMVR. We are science backers. And I commend (laughs) Joseph Stasi for presenting such sound statistical knowledge and a sound background for our firm stance that CSU could uh, contend with Notre Dame. I would love to hear one argument that could uh, reasonably go against what he just put forth. It's just, it's not, there's nothing. If you want to bring an argument rooted in fact, you're not going to be able to. Oh, perfect comment here. Science matters. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the positives and let's talk about that. Um, We can talk about the positives tonight, Steve, because we didn't lose to an FCS team. Didn't lose to a Vanderbilt team that contends with Kansas for the title of most irrelevant in the Power Five, a team that hadn't beaten an FBS program in close to two years. Tonight, it's victory mode. (laughs) God, it feels good. Let's talk about the DraftKings king of the game. In all my years watching college football, cannot recall any receiver having nearly 100% of the receiving (laughs) yards trying to practice the treasure. Swallcracker, 
you are correct. <laughs> I've, I've never seen an individual be responsible for 99.9. Uh, I'm not just, I'm not good at math. More 99 point, yeah. I, I was a liberal arts major guys. Like there, there's a reason <laughs> I, I talk about sports on the internet for a living. Don't, don't come to me for the, the quick numbers off the top of the head. But I mean, you're right. Trey McBride, this dude was a beast. And we'll talk about this when we play brews for you later, which is a game where I just kind of assign beer sizes based on performance. Again, this is hypothetical. I'm not looking up if all these people are 21 or all that. And they're not really getting a beer. So don't be, you know, nerds about it. But you guys know what I mean. Uh, Let's talk about the DraftKings king of the game, though. And that is Caden Camper, another guy from Pueblo. It is a great day for Pueblo between Thomas Panunzio and Caden Camper. Caden Camper started the season one of four of his field goal attempts. He missed two in a three-point loss last week. People are they're feeling a little bit down on, on the kicking situation. He rebounds tonight as clutch as you can be, five of five with his field goal attempts, one of one from his extra points. Caden Camper, I'm sorry for all of the uh, intense criticism we threw at you last week. You completely redeemed yourself to uh, quote Dumb and Dumber. I can't believe you come back and completely redeem yourself with an awesome performance tonight. We're, we're all about the, the kicking and punting love on the DNVR Ramsby between Ryan Stonehouse and Caden Camper's five field goal performance tonight. Uh, we, we give the specialists some love. I, we're all about special teams on this pod. I, I, I mean, I, uh, when you assigned Caden Camper the king of the game, I was like, can we really? I mean, he scored enough the, points to I, beat I, I was like, by himself. Really, I know, but I was like, can we really get give the kicker the king of the game on this hype cast. But then it's undeniable. He hit five of five <laughs> and the extra point. You're right. He scored enough points to beat Toledo all by himself. I wanted to give it to Trey McBride just because I'm in awe of this man. But listen, when the king is in court, you got to you gotta bow. And the man scored every opportunity he was given. He, he stepped up and he knocked it down. So Caden Camper, congratulations. You're the, my favorite kicker in this exact moment in time. Trey McBride certainly would have been deserving. He's, you know, one of very few CSU pass catchers all time. If you go on Twitter, I actually posted the list. There's about seven or eight guys that have ever gone for 100 yard games and three straight Trey McBride, the only tight end on that list. So he, he's a rare breed, but you got to hype up the kickers when they have their moment because there's not a lonelier position in sports. I mean, there were so many people dogging on this guy last week. I was one of them when we played Bruce for you. I gave him an O'Doul, a non-alcoholic oh, beer, the worst, no. the worst situation you can get in that game. But he was awesome tonight, and, and he deserves all the hype. And plus, he's one of the cooler stories in CSU football because he is a former walk-on. And in 2019, he wasn't even the starting kicker, but CSU was so awful in practice before going on a road trip. Mike Bobo pulled Caden Camper out of class. Caden Camper's uncle was the professor in this class. Pulled him out. And got him on the road trip, and he ended up being CSU's starting kicker that weekend. So it's just, it's a cool redemption story to come full circle. I didn't know all of that, and now I feel even better about this king of the game distinction. King Camper. Unbelievable. King Camper. Long may he reign. (laughs) Guys, we've got some awesome NFL action coming up as well. And of course, we're not done talking about this CSU game. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, all you got to do is bet $1 on any football game this week. You're going to receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Eric, the Broncos are going to curb stomp the Jaguars tomorrow, right? 
Whew, we're in a classic trap game situation. It is a trap situation. We are feeling for sure. so good about ourselves, and we are traveling to a part of the country that has never been good to the Denver Broncos. So I am not in a place where I am ready to get smug about the Denver Broncos, but I do feel like they're going to win. I just can't get with the curb stomp vernacular just yet. If they take care of business, I'll on the hype cast, I will absolutely throw that type of language around, but I do believe that they will win. I do believe they will cover, and I do believe we're in a new era of Denver Broncos football that is uh, going to be glorious, and Teddy Two Gloves is going to take us to new heights. I respect the honesty. <laughs> you killed the segment, but I respect the honesty, and we're all about integrity here at DMVR Sports. So yep. that was an honest assessment. You know, you can't, you can't ask for an answer and expect to get it. That's that's part of being a reporter. We know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I think Sportsbook, though, they are giving customers $200 in free bets instantly when they place a $1 bet on any football game. Throw it on the Broncos' money line. Maybe you don't feel comfortable taking them to, to cover a big spread, but throw it on the money line. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download that top-rated app now. Make sure you use the promo code DNVR so that you can receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 2 football game. That promo code DNVR to get your $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Eric... Have you spent all of your winnings on the Nikola Jokic MVP bet yet? No, no, dude. I've not even taken a dollar out. I just like to open it up and look at that number. Just every, like every now and again, I started off with $100 and now my account has three, has four digits. And I just open it up and I, I'm like Scrooge McDuck. I just jump into the digits and I, and I swim around <laughs> and I jump back just up. Swimming around in all your digital money. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing feels better to me. Um, this DraftKings, like we, I, I'm part of a lot of these reads and every time I'm like, is DraftKings really offering people to sell them $200 for a dollar? Like, do you want $200? Well, the price is $1. And if you're not like, if you're like not, they just like really want people to understand like how amazing it is to do sports gambling. Like I made money off of CSU winning this game today. I bet on them. I watched them play. I watched the first drive and I was like, Yep, I can see it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them. And conversely, I watched the first drive of the CU game, and I bet in the opposite direction I was paid out that way as well. <laughs> Eric's feeling good today. That's just immaculate vibes all around. <laughs> well, not that you'd have to buy one because you are the designer, mm -hmm. but we do have some dope new swag here at DNVR Sports, and it's really cool because the opportunity to work through this NLI stuff and partner with Trey McBride. We've also partnered with David Roddy, who we will have merchandise for in the future as well. It feels about as gratifying, I think, as anything that we've done as a company. And we've done some cool stuff. Like we opened a sports bar in a pandemic and we came out stronger. We lost all their sports. We completely pivoted, came out stronger. But this thing, it's just so cool. And it's awesome to see the reaction how did it feel for you as a designer to see such a warm reaction? Because I mean, between the Nate Landman shirt and the Trey McBride shirt, people are so hyped right now. So my role in the world of this sports design up to this point has been like a very 
interesting one where I have lived this bizarre little indie life where I sort of have to make reference to things and people without actually using their name image likeness. Um, and so it's always sort of referential and it's sort of, I have to just kind of be creative and it's like, I mean, you had to do that with the first two CSU shirts, right? Like there were all these hurdles because we weren't officially licensed at that point. So we had to make sure we weren't using the wrong fonts or the wrong slogans or the wrong, we created our own DNVR Rams logo. Which, if I may uh, give you some props, that's cooler than the actual Cam the Ram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. So I, that, I told you when I made that. That was like that. That was the the mascot I always wanted CSU to have the entire time I went there. But it is um, up, CSU. Yeah, I know, right? I'm right. I'm, I'm right here, man. I've been here this whole time. Uh, but so it's like now when I'm actually working, I'm like talking to Trey McBride. I'm like, hey, what do you want your shirt to be? Like, we he came and we talked and I shook his giant, uh, very soft and supple hands. And then uh, we, we went outside and I took pictures of him. We made sure that I got his tattoos so that they would be uh, depicted correctly. Uh, and he picked the style and everything. And, um, you know, and then I can actually just like draw the guy's face and we actually got licensure so that we can put, um, we're officially licensed now through Colorado State University. So you'll notice there's an actual Colorado State University official logo on this shirt as well. So this thing is mad official. Like we're, we are growing up. Uh, the industry is growing up. Everybody is getting to the point now where they're, I mean, now it's like one of these things where um, now that we've done it, it seems like so insane that this is a new thing uh, that your people are allowed, like these kids are allowed to make money off of their faces and their likenesses. That's like a brand new thing in the world. Um, it seems so it, asinine that it wasn't allowed before. I know. That's what I mean. Like, it's just another one of these laws. As soon as it's changed, you're like, what were we doing? Like, what was this up to this point? Um, so it feels good. Like, it feels good to be able to, um, you know, like know that we can give Trey McBride some money for his accomplishments, his hard work, the adoration that he's achieved in the city of Fort Collins. Like people love him. And you know, there was never a way to like truly show that to him. And so it's, it's cool. Like you can buy a shirt for essentially from Trey McBride and he gets money for it. Like that's, that's a cool thing. It's a totally cool thing. And I mean, there isn't anybody better that we could be doing this with in terms of like what they mean to the CSU community right now. This is a crazy stat for you. I mentioned this earlier. CSU players record three straight 100-yard games all time. Trey McBride in 2021, Warren Jackson in 2019, Michael Gallup in 2016, Shard Higgins in 2014 and 15, Pete Rebstock in 2000, Jeff Turner in 96, Greg Primus in 92, and then Willie Miller back in 1973-1974. The other seven guys on that list are all wide receivers. Trey say. is a tight end. Like he knock on wood, as long as everything goes well throughout the rest of the season, he's going to leave as the all-time leading receiver for the tight end position. Probably not going to break the touchdown record because Corey Sperry had 20 and he would need like 11. And, and that's just not going to happen with CSU's passing offense as ineffective as it is. But I mean, this guy's awesome. He's been great to work with. And it's really cool that we've been able to partner with what, such, a, such a humble individual and, mm-hmm. and such a beast because this dude is going to be an NFL superstar. Oh, it's so true. And like when he came down, he came down to our uh, grand opening, um, which is the day that I, I talked to him about his shirt and everything. And his whole family came like they're just like big Trey supporters. It's cool to see them out there like they're, you know, we put that the slogan homegrown on there because it's like 
as true a statement as you could make about Trey McBride. He is from Fort Morgan. He comes to Fort Collins. He is all about Colorado. He's just like a a perfect representation of like what, um, you know, football players in the state can be. And it's just amazing to see what he has become. And I mean, I think, you know, I've always been really high on him, obviously, but to then hear him mentioned the way he's been, spoken about uh this year as far as where he could potentially land on draft boards it's just it's mind-blowing he's a top 30 prospect according to todd mcshay in the preseason and that was before he went for three straight 100 yard games and yes led the ncaa fbs in total receptions and yards per catch and i and i have a i i see this comment here from joseph stasi um saying that we need some autograph homegrown t-shirts uh stay tuned we've got a big event planned and you're definitely going to be able to get exactly your hands on exactly that we have another shirt coming out and we have this shirt and it's going we're partnering with a big retailer it's going to be a big deal we'll make a big uh big push about it so uh Keep your eyes open, bro. Well put. We are legit and we've got big things coming. I want to play Bruise for you, which is just a kind of segment where we credit players based on their performance. We're going to start with the bad. I'll give them to you and you can react. Just kind of give me, you know, whether you agree, whether you thought they should have been, you know, gotten more, gotten less. Starting with an O'Doul, the ESPN broadcast crew. This was a remote (laughs) broadcast. They misidentified Trey McBride in this one. They had multiple cameras that were off. Uh, they needed the the white balance adjusted. They'd cut to a replay, and then all of a sudden, it would be like a the game was being shot in a completely different atmosphere or something. It was just not a good product. And for the worldwide leader in sports, this was pretty disappointing. And it is kind of peak CSU to have the biggest moment of the season be on a broadcast that sounded like the commenters were calling in through their speakerphone. That and like some of the comments they were making were so unbelievably asinine. At a certain point, uh, they were talking about it was like as the game was winding down, and they were they got I think like five yards on first down, and they were like, you know, they're going to want to try and pick up as many yards as possible here to make a, an easier field goal. And I was like, is that so? It's yeah. I was like, it's second down. Aren't they? Aren't they still trying to get a touchdown? What do you mean? They're not positioning for a field goal. They're attempting to complete a drive right now, you bozos. You're right. That's an absolute O'Doul's level uh, entry into brew for you. The ESPN commenting crew was terrible, but it doesn't matter. They can't hold us back. They can't hold us down. Exactly. Immaculate vibes only. (laughs) And because of that, ESPN is the only one getting an O'Doul tonight. I considered giving it to Steve Adazio only because the clock management was atrocious in this one. There was a lot of really weird ones that... The time management just did not make sense. They called their last time out with like eight minutes left. But that was so that they wouldn't have to take a delay a game and then have it be a longer field goal. And at the end of the day, a win is a win. And so I'm not going to rag on on anybody, including Todd Centeo, who, let's be real, it was not a good passing performance. He missed a lot of seemingly easy throws. It, it seemed like he had happy feet at times. But he was effective as a runner, And I felt like he did enough down the stretch to just put CSU in position to win. People aren't going to like this because it's not sexy and it's not wide receiver you. And it's not, you know, the spread offense that we see all around college football. It's exciting to watch, but he did what they needed today. He did get lucky with a couple of balls that should have been intercepted early, but down the stretch, he really did make good decisions with the football. He kept them 
in position to put points on the board, which ultimately that's all they needed with how well the defense was playing. And because of that, he still gets a pint or a, a little flight taster oh. for this performance. Just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Santeo is really a tough one. Like I have not been impressed by him in any, I mean, he did okay last week, honestly, like his passing was a little bit better than I can't have come to expect. Although it's just him as a passer is, has been wildly uh, underwhelming since his arrival here at CSU. Um <clears throat> He's a game manager. He's I mean, like, if we're being manager. honest, the tough his defense is going to be that more times than not, he's going to not put the offense in position where it hurts him. The problem is, is he just misses too many of the gimme throws. He's had a bunch of opportunities to connect on shot plays for these first three games to stretch the field, and they really haven't been able to connect on almost any of them. It's tough, and <laughs> I'm not going to tell anybody they should feel stoked about the passing offense, but I just... I felt like he did enough in the second half to help secure this victory. And I don't want to rag on a guy after going on the road and leading a team to win after when you're double digit underdogs and you know, he grinded it out. You're not wrong. I mean, it's, it, this is this, as we announced at the beginning is a hype cast. Lesser C. We see you there. We can, we're not going to get into the details about next week. We're talking about what just happened. You're right. We need to, we're going to get eviscerated if certain things happen in Iowa, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Right now we're talking about a brew for you, Todd Santeo, with his flight of uh, Breck brew, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, always Breck brew. Yeah, man. You're, I mean, yes. I mean, he he did, absolutely did enough today as evidenced by the fact that we won. So that that's really hard to... Uh, well, the reality is their backup's a true freshman that didn't play a senior season due to COVID. So like everybody's, you make a quarterback change that could be pretty rough. I mean, you don't, you don't want to put a freshman in there and derail his career because he plays too early either. Like it's weird. Cause you want to be competitive. Now you have veterans, but you don't want to blow the future by, you know, putting somebody in a situation where they're completely in over their head. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. And you know, what Centeo is good at is uh, getting the ball to Trey McBride. So it's really hard to fault him too much for that. He knows who his playmakers are. Like yep. in those first two games, they were averaging about 25 targets for Dante Wright and Trey McBride. They didn't have Dante Wright today. It showed, you know, nobody else was able to break out at wide receiver. And that's, that's concerning. Cause there are a couple of guys that we kind of expected to potentially stand out in that number two role, whether it be Jordan Kress, who transferred in from New Mexico. Uh, Ty McCullough is a guy who's kind of been hyped by the fans for the last couple of years. And EJ Scott, another guy who's a veteran that just, hasn't seemed to produce at, at any point of his career, unfortunately, but it is what it is. They got the win. And because of that, Santeo gets a flight, a pint for Ryan Stonehouse. <laughs> it was a good game. Not a great game. Out kicked his coverage twice. There were two punts. He boomed in the end zone that I thought he just kind of overkicked it, yeah. but he's the NCAA's all time leader in yards per punt. It's he averaged 52 and a half yards per punt today. And he flipped the field a couple of times. And it really did matter because Toledo, like you mentioned, <clears throat> they were able to connect on a couple of shot plays down the field, but their offense wasn't sustainable. And so the ability to kind of pin them deep and make them have to go the entire field, that proved to be enough for CSU. And so a really solid performance for the best punter in the country. Yeah, I was actually really happy to see him punt with the same level of, um, I don't know, power and length, not at altitude. 
You know, you, anytime we, because we always have, we always have great, you know, kicking and punting here in the state of Colorado for, you know, reasons that people will also try and discount everything that happens here in Colorado. But I mean, that guy just has a, he just has a cannon. He's, he's kicked the absolute shit out of the ball. Like he's just crazy. good point blank period. He's just really good. Yeah. It's, Hunters it's, are it's people cool to too, watch. people for the it's brand. True. Todd McAfee, get this dude on your show or something. If there was ever a punter to hype up, it's Ryan Stonehouse. He gets a pint after another really solid game. Now we're getting into the fun stuff. Now we're getting oh, into the boy. member beers, the people that really stood out. And then we've also got a couple of beer towers today because <laughs> it's a Rams victory. But a member beer for Daquan Jackson, a middle linebacker, 13 tackles, eight solo, two for loss. Had a tackle on fourth down in that second quarter that really set the tone. This was a defensive front seven that just dominated. And Daquan Jackson was kind of the center of what made that all work tonight. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the <clears throat> from just the entire the entire front, like it, linebackers and uh, defensive line, like they were putting pressure on the quarterback all day. They were actually, I mean, like and and as they uh, had them backed up, they they got even more ferocious and were like even more stifling. It was it was remarkable. They didn't ever let up um, throughout the entire game. I really was expecting another performance like we'd seen in the past, where you know the third quarter comes around, the game starts to fall away from the defense things start to open up they start to slip and it did like i mentioned it did look like that, that was going to happen again this time that you know uh, toledo came out of the out of halftime and started throwing shots they start, started to really try to open the field up and they were connecting um but it didn't matter like the the, the front seven like still i'm glad you brought that up though because i've got a member beer for every starter on that defensive line, oh, because man. I think Scott Patchen, Toby McBride, it was just an awesome game. I mean, Devin Phillips, Bama Mead had a good game. Mitchell had a good game. Like this was just an awesome standout performance. Cameron Carter, a linebacker, really the whole front seven, Mohammed Kamara. I'm just going to give everybody in that front seven, a member beer. When you hold a potent Toledo offense, an offense that ran all over CSU in 2019. They had touchdown runs of 75 yards, 45 yards, 37 yards. They did whatever they want. That same running back, Bryant Kobach, guy that's gone for over 150 yards nine different times in his career, they completely shut him down tonight. And beers all around because that was just a hell of a performance. They held him to 13 carries, 25 yards. He went for like 130 in a touchdown against Notre Dame. This was substantial. What the hell is this? It's college football, a, baby. It's college football, baby. They were at home. Yeah, 25 yards. It's it's remarkable. I mean, I yeah, I'm ready for this part. I'm ready for this member beer party, <laughs> the seven-pack we're buying. Yeah, we're going to just need like a full-on keg when it's all totally, said. It would certainly be more economical, yeah. I love this comment. Dazio needs to grow the stash and get on TikTok, and I'll feel so much better. <laughs> We're simple. Adazio folk, TikTok yeah. would absolutely get millions of followers. There's no doubt about that. I don't, I don't know if that's best for CSU, but it is. It would be entertaining. I don't think I'm ready for. It. I don't want. I don't want dude TikTok. I, I think I'm okay. I want to win games. I don't want to be popular yeah. because of, we're a meme. Um, we got a member beer for Jack Howell, and I want to clarify that this is just me saying he had a tremendous game because he's a true freshman. He is not of age. I'm not actually going to provide him alcohol for this performance, but this was his first career start at safety. They're missing Logan Stewart in the first half who was suspended due to a targeting call in the second half of last game. They're also missing Taiwan Francis, one of the other starting safeties. 
And then the third guy that's kind of in the mix, Henry Blackburn, basically playing on one leg. So Jack Howell, true freshman, comes in, makes nine tackles in his first start. This dude was everywhere. He was flying all over, making plays at a couple of pass breakups. He's the son of a Rams legend. John Howell was his dad, is his dad, not was his dad. Uh, was a legendary safety for CSU in the 90s, played in the NFL a little bit. And Jack Howell, at least based on his first start, appears well on his way to being a Rams baller as well. So a member beer for Jack that he can consume a couple of years down the line. Oh, dude, Jack, when just when Grandpa Justin over here isn't looking, you can take some swigs off my member beer. Don't worry. Beeline's <laughs> <I> got, you. <laughs> D-line's got you. I gotta at least I gotta at least keep up a little bit of a professional image here. I mean, I think people are skeptical anyways, but yeah. um, I have no I got a member beer for David Bailey as well. CSU's running back, 30 carries tonight, 132 yards. Dude. Should have had a touchdown, but unfortunately, Trey McBride got called for a, a low block, and he did it. it. You can't go low on a guy like that, and I'm actually going to talk to Trey about this on Monday. Didn't feel like bringing it up post-game. You know, again, we're talking about wins only, immaculate vibes. Third straight t- third straight game with 100 yards, only tight end to do so. If you think I'm going to dwell because he picked up a penalty, you're out of your freaking mind. 109 receiving yards of the 110. But David Bailey was great tonight, and he's been really productive for CSU over these last couple of weeks, despite not really consistently having a lot of room to work with. He's just a hard guy to bring down, and he runs hard. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, when they were mentioning he was the transfer from Boston College, like that we should expect big things because he achieved big things in the Big East. Like, um, And then he was just an absolute like no show the first two games as far as i'm concerned and then to come out this game 132 yards on the ground like he was amazing i was like oh i get it i see like he was getting the corner like he doesn't look particularly fast when he's when he gets the ball but he was getting around the corner i mean that's like the number one uh measuring stick for whether or not a running back is going to be effective or not is if they're able to get around that corner i mean let alone, I mean, obviously he's he's a really big guy, and he was able to charge right up the middle when the holes presented themselves. But um, he was just showing me things as a running back that like got me excited, you know, like that made me feel like okay, you know, like we're we maybe do have a little bit more to work with here than than it, we showed in these first two games, and um, so it's exciting. I mean, 130. The fact that this is the first moment that we brought him up, and he had 132 on the on the ground. That I mean, that's a uh, it's a hype cast, baby. Hype it is a hype cast. <laughs> he did have a couple of touchdowns in those first couple of games, so I, I I don't want to completely dog him. Sure. But I mean, just the run game today, I think, was what you wanted it to be. We saw in the first half against Vanderbilt, CSU was able to run the ball effectively, but then they weirdly really went away from it in that third quarter, and that was something Adazio brought up post-game. He you know, felt like in hindsight, they probably should have leaned on that ground game a little bit more. They did it tonight. It worked out. Still tried to pass the ball a little bit in the fourth quarter. They were really trying to make it work, but 30 carries, that's about the most you can expect out of a running back in, in today's game, but really encouraging to see him perform at a high level. Let's talk about the beer tower. And uh-huh. we're going to have multiple beer towers. We got three different players getting them, so it's getting rowdy tonight. We're going to need some lift drivers, make sure everybody's getting home responsibly, but Caden Camper, he's already the DraftKings king of the game. Oh, now he's got God. a beer tower because he made five field goals tonight. I mean, just go crazy, young man. Have a good time. Yeah, get yourself a beer tower, bro. It's only fifteen dollars. Come on, now you down here at the DNVR bar. I'll I'll buy at least half of that for you. At least half. You heard him. <laughs> Let's go. 
Uh, did we lose Justin? Is this now my show? <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else would get a beer tower? Uh, definitely Trey McBride. Trey McBride uh, was as impressive of a tight end slash receiver slash CSU heartthrob as I can imagine. Like every time, like the crazy thing is, is that people know that the ball is going to be going to him and they still can't, they can't do anything about it. Like he is just that dominant force. And the fact is that every ball that comes to him, you just know he's going to catch. He like, Oh, are you back now? I don't know what happened. It just like kicked me out all of a sudden. I, you, if you could have seen the panic on my face over the last 15 seconds, I was, I was opining. I was opining about my main man, Trey McBride. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fact that he can't like every ball that comes to him, he catches like he has the softest hands I've ever seen a, a guy, his size. It's amazing. I would like to, uh, I'd like to confirm that at some point I'll shake his hand and I'll, I'll give Eric a, one yeah. to ten rating on the softness. I shook his hand. Thing. I shook his hand. Well, you already know, but you need science My takes hand. more than one study. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You don't want to come that's to false conclusions prematurely. Again, we respect the science here at DNPR. We got a beer tower for Trey McBride, though. Let's talk about him. I'm sure you probably already mentioned it. He was a beast. Yeah. We've already talked about everything he's done statistically, but this dude just embodies everything that it it means to be a CSRM. You want to Joseph Stasi? You're right. We do need a CSU watch party at the DMVR bar. Yes, we. I'll, had pro- I'll be down there for Iowa, I imagine. So if, if you're looking for for someone to hang out with, come down, hang with me at the Iowa game. We'll go live from the studio. It's going to be a good time. Um, I mean, what more can we say about Trey McBride other than to cop this guy's shirt because he is the best tight end in the country? Yeah, he's the best. He's the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I as soon as you popped off and you started to have. Uh, feelings of panic i was like what would just who's the next player that justin would have bought a beer tower for trey mcbride that's what i went with <laughs> absolutely right and uh for those that want to know i was so nervous in the fourth quarter because i just <sighs> so many times i've seen You're this so csu broken. they should have had it i i sweated through two different t-shirts before i was able to put this hoodie on before the broadcast my palms are all clammy still like I showered and I still feel like I need another one because that's that's what college football does to me. That's what CSU has done to me after 20 years of viewing them. They just I've probably lost a good five years off of my life just from stress caused by CSU football teams. Oh, me too, but with hot dog consumption, knowing now that each one takes off 36 minutes, I'm easily in that five-year uh, shaving off zone just like you. And then, of course, with CSU, I'm down 10 years, Justin. Is it bad that I saw that report and I was like, oh, hot dog sounds kind of good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was it like, didn't frighten me at all. No, no. I was like, I think I might, uh, I think I'm going to shoot for 64 minutes off my life this afternoon. <laughs> I'm going, I could use a couple of dogs right now. <laughs> like, and uh, Thomas like, Panunzio, he could use a couple of dogs and he could use uh, a beer tower. Cause when you return a pun for a touchdown, you, you get two beer towers. Shoot. I'm buying an Eric's that buy-in because <sighs> there's nothing more exciting in sports than maybe a three point buzzer winner or a walk off home run, than a punt return for a touchdown It's just so electric and you need so many things to go, right? You've got to field the ball, right? CSU muffed a punt earlier in the game. I asked him, you know, was that going through your head as you field this? We've already fucked this up once. You know, we've got to make a play here. Yep. He's like, yeah, of course that's going through my head. But you know, or as soon as I saw, you know, I had about five yards. I, I wanted to make a play and that's exactly what he did. So beer tower for Thomas Panunzio mm. and God, I would love to see another punt return for a touchdown this season. Cause it just makes me feel alive. 
It does. It, when you're not uh, too busy sweating through shirts, you feel alive. I'm That's still good sweating. It's a good thing you can't see my armpits uh, based on this uh, camera positioning. Well, that was strategic. Can I tell you that it's always good when I can't see your armpits? Not just this time. <laughs> I, just, I just don't That's ever fair. want to see your armpits, Justin. That's fair. Put that out <laughs> well, Eric, this has been a blast. So let's wrap it up with closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. It's last call for alcohol. We've had a lot of beer towers. We've had plenty of pint beers. It's been a good time. We're celebrating this win. Shout out Joseph Stasi. Thank you for listening. My final thoughts on this are a win is a win. Yep. Sports are supposed to be fun. Take this from somebody who cheers for the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Nuggets, whose peak performance in my life is losing to the West in the Western Finals twice. Sports are mostly misery. And if you cannot <laughs> accept the good moments when they come, what is the point of all this? It's entertainment. It's community. It's feeling proud. The Rams won tonight. They won by 16 points when they were double-digit underdogs. I don't give a shit about Iowa. They could have been 3-0, and and I would have told you before that Iowa game, they're going to lose by double digits because Iowa's probably the best team in the Big Ten right now because Ohio State looks like a bunch of frauds. If you can't enjoy this, what is the point of watching college football? Because the games are way too freaking long. There's so many commercials. It's a four and a half hour ordeal. And we all know as a CSU fan, you know, the opportunities to compete on the national level just don't come that often. If you can't enjoy this, I don't know what to tell you. Was it perfect? No, but a win is a win. And if you can't enjoy it, reevaluate some things. Oh man. I love, I do. I love uh, how poetic and uh, just sort of like a taskmaster you became. That was a perfect combination, Justin. I feel uh, my spirit is lifted and I also feel like I need to look inward. And that's, ex- I think, exactly the point. <laughs> that's where we all need to be, guys. I'm going to enjoy about six Breck brews while I write oh. a couple of articles tonight because you all know I'm going to go ham after a victory. So make sure you are a DNVR member and you get access to everything we've got going at dnvr.com. Make sure you go purchase that Trey McBride shirt before you know they sell out and you have to wait for the second time that they come out. We'll, we'll always get more down the line, but you want to get it as soon as possible. And God, just look how fresh that looks. The gray heathered tea, the green, the gold. Oh, it's classic. so crisp. Oh, and I'll tell you too, this is the highest quality t-shirt that you can get. This is a tri-blend t-shirt, which if you're not a t-shirt person, uh, you don't really know what that means, except for that you probably have encountered a tri-blend shirt in your life and it's um, it, they're just unreasonably soft and they don't shrink. You heard him. Tri-Blend, officially licensed, and Trey McBride profits in the process. Does not get any better than that. No. I'm Justin Michael. Eric, thank you so much for hopping on for this DNVR Rams late night. Winners, vibes only. The next 24 to 48 hours, I don't want to see anything but positive vibes on Twitter. We're not getting negative because again, you Twitter? You sports are supposed to be, you hear me Twitter. I might even delete my account or post a tweet about it and be back on five minutes later. Anyways, I'm just Michael. This is DMVR Rams late night presented by Chevalier mortgage. We will be back every single uh, game. I mean, not every game is a Saturday, but every single post game. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you keep up with all our content Buy that Trey McBride shirt. Peace.